I got Leander in the studio because I watched her do a talk on intuition and it was like watching an angel flap her wings around and shine rays of sunshine on a room. <laughs> and and so I felt like I just wanted to converse with you directly and it's a very, very lucky boy to be able to do it. Thank you so much. I feel honoured to be here. Um, to be honest, I don't even know where this conversation is going, but I just wanted, I wanted to learn more about you. I want to learn here about your journey. I want to... I want to hear what's relevant for you, what you're going through right now. We're just talking then about continually shedding our conditioning, I guess. So what would you say that you're you're going through right now? Yeah, I was talking about how a lot of my per- current process is about shedding away any parts of myself that aren't really Leanda. Right. I was telling you how I feel like I grew up in a very loving home and very family oriented, but I also grew up around community. I felt like there was a focus on image, like Mm. how things appear, how Mm. things look. And I mean, our society is kind of like that, Mm. very much like that. And I was really, I really look back on my life and I was pretty programmed to like, feel like I needed to be perfect or, Mm. and a lot of, I take responsibility for my interpretation of why I thought this, but Mm. you know, I need to look this way. I need to act this way. I have to have this or that or this or that to be whatever I thought I needed to be exactly (laughs) to be okay or normal or to fit in, you know, or to be accepted. That's actually really huge. I so, I love this this topic. (laughs) So good. So good. (laughs) To be accepted by other people. Yeah. Yeah. But like accept, just accepting yourself at all. Like I feel like a lot of my journey has been just accepting myself and all of myself, like all my parts, because there are parts of myself that I've glorified that I think Mm. are the best. And I'll lead with those or I'll only focus (laughs) with that. And I'll be like, if I do this, they'll like me or if this, like I'll have, it's funny to watch my mind go into that mode. It's like you learn how to survive that way growing up. Okay. I'll lead with this. It's a bit of a front, right? Yeah, totally. But it's not really you. Uh, Well, it's a part of you, but it's not all of you. And so Part of my journey lately is like, how can I see all of Leanda? Like my, whoever Leanda really is, I guess that's like the biggest existential question ever. Who am I? <laughs> yeah. And it's continually changing, mm-hmm. right? Like, Always. So, I mean, like my biggest learning was mm-hmm. loving myself and, and, and actually meaning it yeah. and knowing that it's nothing to do with ego. It's just to do with, this is the body that I'm occupying. Whatever it has is who it is. And it, it was kind of like a direct experience of source of life or God or that kind of frequency that I had a sense in my darkest day, one of my darkest hours that like, I love you no matter what you do with your Mm. life. And that smashed away the conditioning of, I'll only love you if you lay your life down for me, which was the Christian conditioning I grew up with. Like I always had that curiosity, surely God's not just in this community. It must be this bigger thing and then you go out into the absolute desert and have nothing and realize it's everywhere like in the darkness in the evil in the good it's everything and that's a very comforting thing really to go wait a minute i am everything (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it's really freeing right wait a minute i am everything i'm just imagining you in the desert like by yourself having this moment of i am all of this your arms are like outstretched (laughs) and well it's funny because i'm it's funny to laugh about it because my experience of waking up Mm. and communing with spirit or like connecting to the spiritual part of yourself is very humorous and quite funny and fun like i one of the, the biggest learnings i've has is how important fun is and play and pleasure and all of that. Like I grew up Catholic and I totally was programmed to think that pleasure and fun aren't really 
part of the gig. Selfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of guilt around it. Yeah. Even though it's funny, I grew up around a lot of joy and like entertainment and fun and music. And But it, I, I still, I even watch it happen to myself now, just like watching little moments of guilt or shame mm. when I really just want to savor and enjoy something. Mm. And I, it's weird because my mind just goes, why? I don't understand why you're not just like surrendering to this. Mm. And then I think about how I grew up and like the messages I was fed. Mm. And you just realize what it does to you. And so it's nice that we could bring in the idea of contrast is that it's really nice to see the contrast of what you actually don't agree with really that idea that, well, no, you pleasure is something that's sinful mm. versus actually pleasure is a part of our nature. Fun mm. is a part of our nature. Mm. I feel like it plays all that's left to do once you realize the beauty and sacredness of life, but also how we just all come to pass. And it's almost, it is funny. Like life is a funny thing to think we take it so seriously. Mm -hmm. And then we're just going to end up in dirt. Like even the best case scenario, like I help inspire the entire planet of human beings to live in harmony with nature, with each other, operate from a fundamental base of love Mm -hmm. with everything and everyone around them Mm -hmm. and evolve that way. Like even if I achieve that, an asteroid could just hit this earth and we'd just get all wiped out anyway. (laughs) And there's the humongous universe of creation and life vibrant that is so much bigger than us. Like we don't don't even matter in a lot of ways, which is... I've had depressing thoughts on that, but then at the same time, I thought that's hilarious. Yeah, I've had similar moments when I've had, it was like we're in a game, you know, and like none of this really quote unquote mattered, but I was everything. We've placed certain rules over our life that don't make any sense actually at all. If you really think about it and you realize that actually you are the only one here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm the only one here. I'm an aspect of you. Yeah. You're an aspect of me. That's cool. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just we're aspects of each other playing out a scenario for us to experience or learn a lesson or whatever. Mm. Just to yeah. dive down on that for a moment yeah, for, to help explain to people. <laughs> what you mean by that is that we are all of creation. We mm-hmm. are all of human creation. And therefore, you, you know, you're just a different expression of life as I'm a different expression. But we all come from the same source. Exactly. So you're a different way in the ocean I'm a different wave in the ocean and we're experiencing one another exactly it brings us right back to what we were talking about before about taking away masks and coming into your authenticity Mm. because you are your particular wave for a reason Mm. you're not meant to totally duplicate another wave because that wave already exists we don't need another one of those waves (laughs) you know what I mean so it's really important to focus back and discover who you really are Like, what does your wave authentically and sincerely look like? Because it's important. It's important here. We don't need any more duplicated waves. And I think sometimes we can get sucked into wanting to be like somebody else too much. Like, Mm. it's nice to look at someone and admire and want to embody qualities that they have, Mm. but they're going to look different on you. Mm. Like, you're an angel. Mm -hmm. You look at me and you're like, I see this angel up there. (laughs) And I'm reflecting back to you, the angel in you. Your angel just looks a little different. (laughs) (laughs) Don't try to be me, man. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? It's like you get to see embodying qualities of other people is basically embodying different qualities of the divine. And so whatever your natural expression is of the divine is the most important expression that we're meant to share. Mm. And and by divine, you mean the most intrinsic, deepest essence of who you are, right? Yeah. Yeah, the love. 
Yeah, but um, love. <laughs> and so that begs the question, like, how do we celebrate our independence and diversity and differences and yet coherently come in? And mm. I ask, like, as I ask the question, I'm like, I know how to do it. We're doing what we're doing right now, <laughs> like, really. Okay. But there's always challenges. There's always steps of evolution where I can remove a filter or a conditioned mm. thought about someone. And I suppose it's that challenge that I feel like is is relevant for me and everyone really in order for us to come together, you know, mm-hmm. and um, to think about an extreme situation right now, like the darkness in the world, either the terrorism or the leaders that we think can't serve in our spirits. How do we love and embrace them in a way that is really seeing them, you know, like, because mm-hmm. I've gone through waves of like being really cross at them. There comes a point, surely, if they're destroying so many people or beings or animals or whatever it is, they need to be stopped. Mm-hmm. And then you get this kind of destructive energy that comes up in me that goes, they need to be stopped. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't want to, to act put it simply, I don't think that's good. <laughs> um, that's a great question. Where I'm at with it now is that destruction can actually also be seen as transformation because mm. technically energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be changed or transformed. But our brains will sit there and think, well, I'm going to destruct this or take this down. And it doesn't make sense to use war to stop war Mm. because you're using the same energy to stop itself. Mm. And so what would stop war? So they have moments of peace and, and all the like. And I know that works on a level. But what if we got a little more creative? What if the damage and destruction on the the world actually needs to be brought into integrity and needs to be loved. So then we can get a little practical. Yeah, yeah. Fear is just love upside down. So it's of the same energy of love? It's just a misinterpretation of love. You know that uh, author, Don Miguel Ruiz? He wrote a book called The Fourth Agreement, Mm. and then he followed it up with The Fifth Agreement. I think the agreements are be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Yeah. Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. <laughs> but I remember the I fifth agreement. Yeah. <laughs> it helped me through some really hard times, but I forget what those agreements yeah, are. I only need the first day. <laughs> the fifth. <laughs> I do remember the fifth agreement, and the fifth agreement is be skeptical. Okay. So basically, be discerning with ideas or concepts that are coming towards you, and mm. feel in your body. Yeah. Does that feel? truthful and in integrity. And one way that you can get yourself clear enough to know that, to be able to even hear yourself. Mm. Like what we talked about in the beginning, it's very subtle. Mm. Sometimes it can be really loud. If you start putting attention on your intuition Mm. or on your inner wisdom, it will get louder. It just requires attention. Right. A lot of times we'll hear our intuition speak and we just dismiss it because we're like, oh, we're probably wrong or we don't want to actually act on it because we think it's going to create pain for us when really our intuition is always bringing us to growth and always bringing us away from things that aren't supportive to us. It's kind of like the intuition would take us away from an addiction. The intuition's trying to move us away from things that aren't working for us. That's what I have learned. So part of how you get, you can hear it more. You can actually hear your intuition more as you just put attention on it. And what that looks like is when it speaks to you, just first acknowledge you even heard something. Mm. You even, you felt a gut feeling in your body or you heard, or you're like, I just sense, hmm, I feel like I should call Sarah because I just feel like something's up. Uh, normally we might go, oh no, you know, it's just probably nothing. And then Sarah like was having a terrible night and could have used your call maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, and so just acting, like practice acting on it, a way to think about it is acknowledge 
Uh, be aware that you have an intuition, mm. acknowledge when it speaks and then act on it and just try it out, see what happens right. and take a risk. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, you will find that acting on your intuition actually leads you to something you couldn't even fathom, something right. so great for you to your joy. So, so cool. when you're fed ideas and beliefs, like the more attention you put on that inner wisdom, that inner, that BS indicator in your body yeah, yeah. for truth, yeah. you will either feel like, mm, that idea doesn't feel right to me, or actually that feels like truth to me. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to you more. I'm going to pipe up because that yeah. really resonates. Yeah. So I think the, the more you can purify your vessel, which is like your body and your mind, the more you can purify that. And also your energetic field, the more you'll be able to be attuned. It's like, taking mm. a Q-tip and swirling it around your ear with all this earwax and you're taking all the mm. earwax out mm. and then you can actually hear the choirs of angels mm. versus just hearing like, That's you know, beautiful. resonating with just, you know, the like noise. maybe the beat, like a small little bass yeah, in the yeah. subway. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with subways. I'm just trying to like <laughs> yeah. play with duality Turn here. Turn down. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting because mm. I feel like, and I think a lot of people can relate to, it's hard to discern the difference between sometimes even emotions or gut pulls oh, and yeah. intuition and, and it's just hard to navigate the landscape of your, what you experience in this life. Yeah. You've just got to practice. I think there can be a lot of fear though, acting on it in the first place. So mm. it's nice to start and just think back on your own to a time or times when you've heard your intuition and just acknowledge that you even have intuition Yeah, I like that. because that's where you, you to realize you already have it. It's not something you're going to go get. It's not something you go to a class to learn how to yeah, it's insert in into your body. It's you're born with it. Mm. It just is. Mm. We are spirits having a human experience. And I feel like your intuition is your spirit's voice box. It's like your spirit's mm. phone call. Right. I, I love this. Prayer is a way to communicate with the universe. And intuition is the way the universe communicates with us. So that one more time. So prayer is a way to communicate to the universe or to your inner wisdom or to the essence of who you are, to source. Yeah. And your intuition is source communicating back to you. I like that. That yeah. makes sense. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And prayer is one way to communicate with the universe. Like for instance, you were talking about meditation. Like if you meditate a lot, it helps you just feel a little more balanced or centered or whatever mm. it does for you. Mm. And I find for me when I dance, and specific kinds of dance help me be able to hear my intuition so much better and feel me better because I'm in my body. Mm. And I believe that the intuition lives in the body mm. and that's what I feel it. And Con yeah. conversely, that's when illness comes up because you're not acknowledging a response that your body's. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Illness is really interesting because it's such a drag when it happens, yeah. but it's telling you something. Yeah. It's giving you information. Yeah. There's a, an incredible woman, I, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on her name, but she, I think she had cancer and then she went into a coma. I might be totally messing up the story, but she <laughs> died. I, she kind of left her body and died for a moment. She mm -hmm. had a near-death experience. And I think I know this she, one. Yeah, you, you, you must. People listening yeah. probably know what this story is. And she, what she learned from the other side, quote unquote, wherever she went in her consciousness that she went when she died was the reason why she had cancer is because she wasn't being true to herself. That was like her biggest message. Wow. And she came back and she started being more authentic to herself and then she got better. Uh, amazing. Can you believe that? It's incredible. It's like you would never, you don't go, I, I don't know, there are probably some Western doctors now 
that say this, but in my experience, I can't imagine going to Western doctor and, and saying I have cancer and then be like, okay, so what areas of your life do you feel like you're out of integrity <laughs> yeah, with? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. That's why there's Where more holistic practices yeah, and intelligent totally, responses. Totally. See, tell me, I want to hear about how you can see, like, cause mm-hmm. you are a seer, you, you, yeah. know, you see things and you see through people. Like even in me right now, can you see anything your intuition looks at me and go, oh, you're trying a bit hard there or you're, you're mm. being a bit like this or... I'm far from my most evolved self. I'm continually evolving and mm-hmm. I'm sure there's loads of conditioning and behaviors that I'm, I'm not feel like I'm super radiant at the moment. I feel <laughs> like I feel all right, but you know what I mean? Like some days when you feel really, whoa, I'm walking yeah. on clouds. But that's probably just because I'm run down of work. But anyway, I'll answer my yeah. own question. <laughs> <laughs> See, you already know. You don't need me. You're seeing yourself. That's what's so funny. People actually, if you give them the space, they could tell you everything that's wrong with them and why. <laughs> Really? really? Sure. Really? I, I, you know, I, I say that and then my mind goes, yeah, but Leanda, what about the times? And you like really don't know and you need to hear somebody else's perspective, which is true. Mm. Um, but if you, if I look, especially somebody like you who is very self-aware and used to looking within himself and analyzing and understanding, mm. um, if I just held space here and just was quiet and just held an <laughs> intention, yeah. an intention <laughs> of like holding a space for you to see yourself, you would just speak, 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 and then realize what you want to work on. Because what happens is you feel an energetic permission to be seen. Yeah, right. And I feel like one thing that we could all, I'll say I'm working on it a lot. And I think it would be really interesting if all of us did this is just allow ourselves to be more, be seen more. Yeah, and to see nice. ourselves more because yeah. a lot of times for me anyway, I've been afraid to see myself because if I really see myself, this is the story. If I really see myself, then that would mean a, a few changes in my life. Mm-hmm. The moment you accept help from the universe, the moment you say, yes, I want to be myself, your intuition will go, thank you for permission. Let's do this. And we'll take mm-hmm. you on a journey. Mm-hmm. And that's how all my healing came through intuition. So when you ask me about seeing you, um, I find you incredibly sensitive mm-hmm. and intuitive. And you also, you're brilliant actually. And mm-hmm. I think you know that on a level. <laughs> and uh, like a lot of us know it, where we have a brilliance in our own unique way, like that our waves are brilliant for the wave they're supposed to be. Mm. But when we start looking at other people's waves, we're like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not like that wave though. Mm. And then we totally, we abandon our own brilliance. Mm. We abandon ourselves. My sister said something so powerful to me and I really want to share it. She was doing, you know, Byron Katie. Yeah. The work. Yeah. So powerful. She was doing the work with me one day. One thing led to another. And what I realized was she looked at me and she said, but Leander, every time you think about, uh, you're, you're focused too much on how someone else is thinking about you or what they're feeling about you. You're abandoning yourself. That's good. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. Like <laughs> I just saw like the spirit of Leanda leave Leanda. Mm. And then like little Leanda was just left alone. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Come back. I don't more care about what they think. What do you think, Leanda? You know? And so it was just really wild. I was so beautiful. And I was like, thank you so much for saying that. And I remember that sometimes when I'm worried too much about what other people are thinking, or I just like, it's just a habit to do that. It's like a habit to think about what other people are thinking or, but when you come back and ask yourself, well, what do you think? Like, what do you feel about this? And then sort of gauge on that. But the one thing I'll just go back to seeing you is just the only other, the only thing that comes up for me with you in this moment, I was just drawn to your solar plexus, which is right in the center of your belly, uh, right above your belly button. And that area is like all about control, 
self-esteem, self-confidence, willpower, who you are as a person, your identity and Mm -hmm. who you're becoming. And I feel like even the work you're doing right now, you're stepping into a place where you're defining yourself more through your, Mm -hmm. the creative work you're doing now and the iteration of yourself now and feeling more confident in who you are, just more love to the area of, of you that is focused on letting yourself surrender more to what wants to happen in your life, Mm. just surrendering to what wants to be versus trying to control anything. Mm, That's really true. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And owning who you are in the process, like as your wave is growing and then you're going to crash onto shore, just being with your process and noticing, of course, how you're affecting people around you. But remembering just to, to dis, it's, discover who you are in all of it and become fascinated by who you're becoming. Mm-hmm. What's really fun about self-love is when you become fascinated with your own self mm-hmm. and you become in love with your own self. I love hearing about your journey because my journey was similar and just coming to a place of self-love mm. and my number one goal in life was not to have a business or not to achieve this or that. I cared so much that I could wake up in the morning and like who I was. Yeah, and that cool. took me a long time, huh. but that was the, the most important thing. I wanted to be able to wake up, not even think about my body. I had a lot of body image issues. I didn't want to have to think about who I was in comparison to this person. I still struggle with confidence issues here and there, but that's usually because I go into like a comparing mode mm-hmm. and I forget to just accept whatever stage I am in my growth and development. And I forget to look at all the things that I've experienced and overcome and mm-hmm. done. So mm-hmm. I think of it this way. I I feel like I'm like in ninja training (laughs) and I'm learning how to like master my mind and Mm. master my experience of Mm. life. And I'll share one last thing about (laughs) that. I was with somebody deeply close to me and I was starting to realize that my truth was muted. Right. And so I wasn't sharing it even more authentically than I could because I was afraid of how it might be received or, and also afraid about what my family would think and, you know, all the people who, all the voices in my head that are talking to me that tell me I have to stay in a particular kind of box, Mm. even if they're not saying that outside, they're saying it in my head. So I I realized that the stages I'm going through and maybe anybody listening might be going through this too, that you might feel really muted. And then when you start to realize you're muted and you don't want to be muted anymore, you want to actually feel your truth come out. Mm. You might go into a phase of messiness mm. where it gets real messy. Cause like all of a sudden you're like kind of coming out, but you're like the old you still there and you're a little <laughs> confused and yeah. it's really messy and you yeah. don't all these voices are coming out. It's really weird. Yeah. And then it's just awkward. So you go from muted to messy, messy, and then you go into mastery where you allow the truth to come through and you're just mastering, discerning what is real for you and just allowing, allowing your fullest authentic expression to come That's forward. Cool. Isn't that cool? That's so cool. Isn't that cool? <laughs> like, is that cool? That's <laughs> and so then, awesome. And you got to start to let that, I feel like I had a vision of this beautiful thing swirling up and all the crap just falling off, which, because you hit on an absolute nail on the head with mm. me, with what I'm going through, is discerning the difference between what's ego and what's just me. I feel in my deepest part of myself, I am just what I am. It's not about me. I'm just serving a purpose. I'm, I want to be of service to this nature that's fr- mm. coming through me and be an embodiment of, of that as much as I can. But there's a part of me that's like, oh, you just want to get attention or you just mm. want to. It's interesting that you say that when you said, um, am I doing this just for attention? Did you hear that when you were a kid? You said you mentioned that doing anything for myself growing up was not doing it for God. So Got it. anything that's selfless is great. Anything yeah. that's selfish is bad. Totally. So yeah. but now later in life, I found that actually 
following my what I'm charmed by my nature is actually being of service to what you could call God like because yeah. it's I'm just finding my tr- truest self mm-hmm. and letting that be what it needs to be in this world and it's not about me it's just right. being of service to that and I find quite a liberation of freedom of all this conditioning and when I'm in that space which is wonderful I love it but um, it's still nagging yeah. a little bit like you're saying totally it's just this like old tape that records that's playing and playing and playing yeah, yeah. it's interesting because I, I'm similar to you I was thinking about this just uh, yesterday actually about God and the idea of God because yeah. I was that word was in my ear for all of my grade school or primary school and my high school and my college <laughs> so I was like yeah. God yeah. everywhere yeah. and then I, I was like it. 22 <laughs> I get it guys I, I get, get it. it I got it I, I know how to it. spell it I know how to spell it backwards but the thing is is that I I what really helped me was actually redefining that word God because I learned through a kinesiologist when I was really sick um, he asked my body am I mad at God or he just asked how I felt about God and kinesiology uses your body to tell you what makes it stronger or weaker and in the process with me he held my hand out and he would apply pressure on my arm and if my arm went all the way down it would go weak if it stayed up it was strong Mm. and when he asked me about about God, my body went weak. And I was like, oh, that's blasphemy. I totally believe in God. I love God. You know, all these things. I was like, you're wrong. You know, I got very defensive. I was shocked. And it was so funny. And then I thought about it. And actually, a, a relationship with God was very out of balance because I felt like God was in control of my life. Right. Like God was granting me joy or not. It was up to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And him. <laughs> That's it. Like if God wanted me to be happy, then he would let me be happy. But if God didn't want me to be happy, he didn't, I wasn't going to be happy. It was really interesting to even know that that's what I thought. I didn't even think about this stuff. So what I did was, long story short, I ended up reprogramming what I thought God was. <laughs> I just unlearned like 20 years of schooling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. In a short amount of time, yeah. you can do it. Um <laughs> But I did. I like reprogrammed my brain and I started to, you know, look into other religions and also just ask myself, I'm like, God, Mm. what are you? What Mm. is God? Mm. And um, I learned later, I've I've landed that God is an an infinite creative intelligence. It's like pure creativity. And it's just these masculine and feminine energies like whirling together and creating. It's this creative. It's just a creator, creative. And it's coming from a place of what we call unconditional love. It just is. And then we go into non-duality. I started looking a little bit into non-duality and it's, it's not good or bad. God just is. God isn't even man or a woman or female or whatever. Cause some people call God, God, some people call God goddess. And I think those serve a purpose. If you're, if you, if you need to shift your perception of what God is, like when I think of God as goddess, it's actually feels very empowering to Mm -hmm. feel like there's a female, higher power. Mm. But I don't believe that's the truth. I believe the mm. truth is that it's both. And I feel like it's just an it. It's mm-hmm. like this it that is creative energy at its purest. Mm. And it's so intelligent that it's always bringing us to harmony. Mm. And that also exists in you, in your heart. I believe it lives in all of our hearts. And tuning into your intuition is tuning into that. That's awesome. And then that, we all come into harmony if we listen to it more often, yes. I feel. Yeah, that's cool. That's just the vision. That's anyway. what your vision is. You feel like God is something that desires us to be in harmony with one another. Well, it's interesting because I don't even know if we can talk about 
God with the current language we have. Yeah, That's yeah. the interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. Because the way I feel it and see it is God doesn't have a desire. It's just, you could think of it this way. It's wired yeah. towards harmony. Cool. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's just wired towards something. Yeah. Like your intuition is wired towards you growing and experience more joy and harmony and expansion and growth. Uh, that That's what my intuition has showed me. And I'd have to talk to more people to see what their intuition does for them. But uh, we're all also, I feel like the intuition shows us that we're all connected as well. Because if you're having a problem and I think of you that day, mm. there's a reason why I feel to call you. Mm. And maybe I have your exact medicine mm-hmm. that you need in mm-hmm. that moment. Mm-hmm. But how would I know that? There's obviously something choreographing talk- yeah, yeah. us. <laughs> it's weird. In that in a moment you said that, maybe I would help you or whatever. I, you look, you felt like my family. It was wow. weird. Like just in that moment, you're like, you look so familiar. <laughs> And maybe I am also a shapeshifter. <laughs> but that's, that's interesting. And so, so where's the darkness come from? That's just the shadow. Yeah, great. I feel like the darkness is just a product of our Ignoring. duality. Yeah. And then, okay, so that's just like the high level, a product of duality itself. But it doesn't have to be the ruling factor on our planet. Mm. either. And I, Marianne Williamson comes to mind and she talks a lot about, uh, I really resonate with what she says is that a lot of the darkness on the planet is from our lack of giving love. Mm. It's interesting. That makes, that makes sense. Think about it. Like we aren't stepping up as we could and taking full responsibility for our entire planet. Mm. And there are small ways we can do that. And I look at my own self, if I were to, you know, really look at myself, totally truthfully and I could be doing way more and that's not me like beating myself up but if I really was in a joyful place speaking of that idea that you were raised in that you know joy is selfish and this is selfish Mm. but when you're filled with joy you are so energized so powerful exactly (laughs) that you're like oh yeah I'll help you out and you just start helping like naturally so sure you just want to give so it doesn't make any sense to deplete yourself or, or prevent yourself and not allow yourself to have joy or enjoyment or pleasure and play or whatever energizes you because then you have no energy to give to the people who need you yeah. around the world or in your own community. Yeah. And so there are evil quote unquote evil actions on the planet, like harm and anger. But I also feel that a lot of those, that anger and uh, aggression and those sort of lower vibrational feelings come from a lack of love. Yeah, they do. And trauma. Yeah. And uh, they're doing me. Like when I'm. For me, and yeah, right. Yeah. For me, I don't know for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm feeling destructive or if I feel darkness, I'm ignoring the fact that I love myself or ignoring the yeah. fact that I am love or that I can give love. It's interesting, is there's a couple of things come to mind as we talk about this because, you know, I grew up in a lot of privilege. Mm. So I wasn't homeless and I, I haven't experienced those those things I've met those people and I've listened to their stories and and very, but you know, small slivers of time. Mm. You talk a lot about like unifying the world, your desire to experience unity in the world. I think a lot of us feel that on a deep level. How can we feel at peace with one another and feel like we're a a part of this really fluid and flowing community where everybody's got each other's back and we're all (laughs) helping each other experience joy and like everyone's helping each other out. And that wave is coming back in our collective consciousness that 
unity consciousness, that community consciousness. And I, I feel like any time that I feel negative feelings towards other people or envy or jealousy mm. or uh, any of those sort of lower vibrations is because I'm actually not letting my ha- me, myself, have something that I want. Mm. It's fascinating. So if so, I look at another person and I'm envious of them and their success yeah. or whatever, sometimes it can be sort of programming, especially I'm thinking of women right now because I think there's a big healing happening for women around women yeah. being pinned against each other and comparing each other to each other. I grew up around a lot of that yeah. um, versus women actually helping each other out mm. and supporting each other and feeling stronger and empowered and also women helping men and men helping women. So everybody's Mm. helping each other. (laughs) But I feel like anytime I feel any type of a jealousy or envy or like, you know, I'll go into this, like, that's not fair. Like these are just my like shadow sides when they come out. It's usually because I'm either uh, trying to people please somewhere. I'm not giving myself time to rest. I'm not allowing myself to ask for what I need in some area of my life. Mm. I'm not letting myself enjoy something. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the one stealing my own joy <laughs> from myself or preventing and it. It comes out as an expression of distaste. Exactly. For <laughs> it's so wild to watch how that happens. Yeah. I'm just like, and it's cool for me to see it because now whenever that happens, so I'm like, cool. okay, sweet. What do you need, Leanda? And it can be something <laughs> so simple, yeah. you know, or yeah. like, where can you say no? Where you can, can you say yes? That's so cool. So, and yeah. the more you become known by your friends next time that happens and you're doing it, in the cafe and your mate's like hey that's going on in you isn't it or what's going on there you know like we can be such great mirrors for each other Mm -hmm. you know totally um, for instance you and I have practiced a lot of awareness we're able to have a conversation like this but you know 10 years ago I would have looked at you and been kind of able to hang here with this conversation but not fully there and I feel like just Mm. practicing a lot more self-awareness helps us all take more responsibility for our side of the street and so when you're coming when you're around I love this I live in San Francisco with a few girls who I just they're awesome and I love them so much and it's really a beautiful experience to live in a house with women I was afraid of it because I was like I just want to live by myself I need my space I'm sensitive and I had all these reasons (laughs) and then this one of my roommates was like just come, you know, and I didn't really know her that well, but I just did. And so I'm with them and it's beautiful because all of them take responsibility for their life. And we have, and they've had a lot of practice obviously, but like to live in a house with people who are taking responsibility for themselves is a whole beautiful experience. And I'm learning so much from them and learning a lot about communication. And so could you imagine like a whole world, you know, or even just your community or your family or your roommates starting wherever you're at, starting with yourself Uh. and just doing your best to take more responsibility. It just allows things. Everybody gets a need met, you know, on a level and then you feel full to give. I love that, man. I feel like responsibility is such a need of our time. And I think sometimes it's hard to know how to do that too, because then you you do have your, I also call it the ego or that part of you that kind of doesn't want you to change, you know, and mm. just wants things to stay the same. Mm. This is another thing that's helped me a lot is um, just looking at all my different parts, like they're different voices that are speaking up and not making them but good or bad. Just, mm. noti- just noticing that I have a lot of people at my conference table and they're all trying to speak to me inside my head at different times for different <laughs> reasons. And they're not good or bad but they all serve purposes. And what's coming to mind as I bring this up is I was working with a a girl the other day and we talked about her inner rebellion, rebeller. And we all have this like inner rebeller who's just Mm -hmm. like, I want to rebel against you or this or that. But sometimes we can actually rebel against ourselves. So the rebeller is actually turned against us, but you can actually redirect the, the rebeller's feet and put them in a different direction and say, 
your rebelling is actually very helpful, but in this area of life. So you actually move part. It's it's just not, it's not rejecting any of your parts. It's just noticing where they can actually be of service in your life or, and if it's like hardly any service they could provide in your life, just allowing them to be really small and just say, Hey, I can hear you, but just stay there, you know? So it's kind of, I'm starting to get into Tantra lately. And I read this line in a really wonderful book called the art of sexual ecstasy. Mm. And it's a beautiful book that focuses actually a lot on you. This woman, I think her name is Margot Anad. Mm. You can look her up. She talks a lot about just like bringing more, actually, yeah, more ecstasy and and joy into your being, just even for you and then with your partner, whoever. And she says, Tantra accepts everything. Mm. It's just accepting everything, not making anything right, wrong, bad, or good, but just accepting it all. Mm. And then uh, noticing what's sabotaging you or not sabotaging you or what's helping you or what's harming you. And Mm. just noticing what role it can play in your life that can actually help you thrive versus take you out. It's really cool. It's a yeah. great practice, I imagine, for really getting in tune with your flow and mm-hmm. the, the truest self and what's yeah. blocking and stuff because it celebrates that, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. It's a powerful, powerful, wow, yummy That's chats. Yeah. <laughs> to take responsibility you. for your intuition mm-hmm. is what really jumps out at me. Yeah. It's like to be being fulfilled, really, mm-hmm. um, and discerning junk from lively beauty. Yeah. Beauty. I love it. Totally. Mm. I think our, I also feel like our intuition leads us to beauty. Mm. I love that you just said that. Mm. I've experienced a lot of beauty through following intuition and taking responsibility for your intuition is just responding to your intuition because you have yeah. the ability to do it. Perfect. Yeah. So, I was supposed to leave Australia last week and right. all of a sudden <laughs> there's people who are like, but I want to come see you. And I was like, I think I can stay an extra week. Okay. I'll stay an extra week. Like you just never know. You kind of, if you can do it, you just go with the flow. Literally when flow is happening follow the flow if you can and there's always another way to work it out i think my mind can often go well it's only i either have to stay or go but maybe there's a third way or there's another way for me to work something out so i can follow this flow but i have no idea where this is taking me and (laughs) this is so funny because i can be really stressed about that at times like oh this uncertainty i hate it i wish i knew because i like to know and understand Mm. but i i'm i'm watching it help me grow so much that Mm. if i focus on the growth and what i'm learning about myself and i have a lot of people who help me when I since being here I've gone through some challenging moments and people have come like I ask mm-hmm. whenever I ask for help I'm like please help me out and then I have these beautiful people in my life that just show up even if it's a text or a, a mm-hmm. conversation of a phone call just to help me get back on track like that's also how we can help each other just remind each other that of why we're here and remind each other to uh, stay in the game <laughs> and to and to uh, to just honor ourselves. I think we we help each other more that we can't do it alone. Yeah, you know, we, we help can't. each other more than we know. Isn't, really it, awesome. isn't it beautiful? It's like yeah. it's we've got so much responsibility for ourselves, but then there's so much responsibility toward others in a way, or like this dependence. We're like mm-hmm. independent, but we're codependent. It's both. Yeah, they, there's that word interdependence. Interdependent, that's the yes. one. <laughs> You're like, we're independent, codependent, those don't feel right. <laughs> What's that word? What's that other word? <laughs> yeah, interdependent. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of times our intuition will tell us to call somebody. 
for ourselves to get help. You know, I'll, I'll feel like, uh, you know, I'll ask what to do and they'll say, just go call this person and they usually help me or look up this author and that will help me. I use mm-hmm. Oracle cards all the time. I love them so much. Yes. <laughs> you just have to like find your way to like connect to the divine. Oracle cards are some of my favorite ways to do it. Dancing is another way to do it. Prayer is one of my favorite ways to do it. Meditation, getting in nature, like all these things help you feel your intuition more and get you out of your head yeah. and into your body so you can feel and use your senses. Our our world has really driven us to our heads to figure mm-hmm. everything out when we have a lot of wisdom in the body mm-hmm. and uh, to bring our attention back into our body so we can feel ourselves and just mm-hmm. experience all the senses. That's what like sensuality is. You get mm-hmm. to heighten and experience and use all of the senses in your body, they're there for a reason. And so it's safe to do so. And I think, you know, for me at different times in my life, I have not felt safe to Mm. feel Mm. because being very empathetic, you feel a lot and you don't want to feel everything that you feel. So how do you stay in your body and stay in your sensuality, senses, sensuality, and connected to your inner wisdom without being bombarded by everything else that's happening around you has been a really interesting journey mm. for me, but it's, it's worth it to steep, continue to go in the body. And then you ask the body questions. Okay. How, what can you do? What can I do to make you feel safe to let go here? What do you need to feel protected energetically? Mm. What do you want to eat? So you can feel really strong. Mm. I use a lot of my intuition to pick food in a grocery store mm-hmm. for what I'm going to make that week. So it's not even following a specific diet. Uh, so it's just an interesting, I've taken, it's taken me, I have to say it's taken me years to be able to get to that place. Cause I've done a number of different cleanses and mm-hmm. I don't eat a lot of candy and everything that I used to eat <laughs> years ago. And I don't drink mm-hmm. at all really. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that I've cut out of my life that have helped me be able to feel myself more like things that aren't like, they're not smothering my senses. Yeah. So it's helpful. That's so, such good, helpful yeah, tips. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I want to cleanse. I feel like I want to just take a pill that just <laughs> just make, wipes my slate clean and I can see everything. That probably exists on. somewhere. Yeah. Calling all, all experts probably. in that. <laughs> I could talk a lot about <clears throat> ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is really powerful. It's so I've never powerful. done it. I'm thinking of doing it at the end of the year. It's worth it. You know, I feel like <laughs> you have to be ready for it, right? Because you can yeah. you can go down a twisted journey if not. Yeah, I feel you know, ayahuasca came into my life and it helped me tremendously. It is one of the most powerful potent medicines I know of. But it called me. Like you feel called, quote unquote, to do it. Uh, what that means is you just feel really drawn to do it. You just feel like it's the right time and I think it can be it can be really intense if you're not in the right headspace as far as like being around people you feel like you can trust and mm. being with a facilitator or a shaman who feels really clear and truthful and an integrity with the work. And I think it's become a bit of a fad at the moment or mm. a lot of people are doing it now. And I, I don't know what it's uh, quality is like everywhere that mm. it's, you know, but I was in Peru when I, um, took the medicine and it's, it's, they run ceremonies there all the time and it was incredibly powerful. It's like a, it does clean your slate, but it doesn't stop your work your Mm. personal growth work. It just shows you a lot of what you can work on moving forward. It cleans a lot of things out. That you couldn't have seen otherwise? I find that it gives me strength to look at things I was not willing to look at before. Yeah. 
That's what it's done for me personally. Right. I experience a strength. It literally, it's like somebody holding me and saying, I know this is really hard to look at, but you've got to look at this part of your life. Okay. And here's what's really going on about it. And I'm going to show you cool. like five perspectives of it, but I got you. You're going to be okay. That's it's cool. going to be uncomfortable and it's not going to feel good but I got you. And then you'll see only as much as you're needed to see. And then you're done. And then you've seen and it and you've I've experienced it. it. And then when I leave that experience and in my wake, in the waking life after that experience, I'm then faced with opportunities to now choose differently yeah. than I did before, which can actually be harder than yeah. even being with the medicine. But I feel like that's been my experience. It's interesting talking about it. I find this hesitation talking about any kind of... <sighs> medicine that might alter you yeah. like that yeah. <laughs> in public. But I really encourage there to be like a lot of discernment on your part yeah. for if it feels good or not and pray. I mean, literally pray that you're guided to the right people. And mm. if you feel calling, if you feel called, it's, mm. it's not like a fun, I'm going to get high medicine. It's not like that. It's mm. like, we're going to do some deep psychological work in mm. a short amount of time. And, um, Please be prepared. That's, cool. That's, yeah. so That's so good. I love your relationship with praying, like how it's your mm. it's your attention on your intuition. Like I think it reframes it from a religious one into one of just like you communing or wanting to have a little chat yeah. <laughs> with your intuition hey or man. your spirit. Yeah. yeah. And it's hey and it's like, yeah, ask for amen. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I still haven't my wiring isn't working. My reprogramming didn't work. <laughs> Yeah, um, but you know, like I love that. I think it's uh, for those that don't believe in God or like Mm -hmm. or do or whatever. It's just your relationship with your higher self or your deepest self or whatever you want to call it. Your your real self and the whole universe, which it's connected to intrinsically. So I think that's what it's one of surrender as well when you pray, Mm -hmm. don't you? Because you're shifting into a space of it's way bigger than me. <laughs> yeah. And you're admitting that you don't have the answer. Yeah. I think that can be hard for the pride part of us. Mm. My my best friend, she opened up her home and I did one of my very first little workshop talks experiences and I was so stressed out. I literally was about to get on the plane. I was in San Francisco. I wasn't living in San Francisco at the time, but the night before I was supposed to fly there to go do the talk, I didn't even know what I was going to talk about because I was like writing 20 pages of like my whole life story. And I was trying to figure out what was supposed to be said in like 45 minutes. (laughs) And I got on the phone with her partner and he was like, okay, Leanda, he was like, when did things really change for you in your life? Like, what was the thing that really shifted for you that put you on this path? Like, really? And I just closed my eyes and I said, I prayed. And my prayer was, please help me. Mm. That was my prayer. I was like on my knees next to my bed. And I was admitting that I was so helpless to what I was going through. And I was not in control like I thought I was. And I realized like my, my life felt in jeopardy. And I just went, oh my God please help me. And that's where everything changed. Literally people's intuition helped me and my intuition helped me get better. Like all of a sudden God or the universe, whatever you want to call it, we'll just call it God for a moment. But God just like swooped into people's minds around me and helped me out. It was like a help Leanda moment. And uh, that's, I'm, I literally am alive today because of that moment, because I said, please help me. And I will say, I feel this, I don't don't know if this is appropriate, but I do feel to share this story. And so I'll just go with it for a second around this topic. That's so powerful, by the way. I just think that's like, that's undeniably spirit moving through people. Like Mm -hmm. that's, 
that spiritual power. Yes, That's it's, the real power. Yeah, yeah, totally. And when you have an experience like that, you can't deny that oh, there's exactly, something. Exactly. And so if I had a wish, if I had a wish, this is so beautiful. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> I'm just having this moment right now with you. And I'm like, wow. So I love it. I feel so lucky. I'm so you. grateful. Thank you. <laughs> if I had a wish, you're helping me see what, like, if I had really my deepest wish for people in the world, like if, if you know, we all have a mission, right? Mm. If I had a, a wish for everybody in the world, it would be that they had an experience of that, of grace, of God, of source, that was so undeniable that they could not deny it moving forward and they oh. had to surrender to it. Man, that would heal the world in this, the next I day. Know. <laughs> I know, because it just does. Mm. Thank you so much. That was so beautiful. <laughs> but how do you true. evoke that? And that's what your work is, evoking Yeah, that how do you others. evoke it? You just bring people's attention to themselves and to their hearts and create a space where they start to realize how actually there is a source that's been in their lives the whole time. Mm. It's had a hand in their life the whole time. Mm. It's interesting. People start to label themselves as spiritual or not spiritual, but everybody's spiritual because everybody has a spirit. That's what I believe. So you're, there's nobody who isn't spiritual. Yeah. It's just, are you awake or aware of your spirit or not? That's all. And I feel like giving people an opportunity to experience their spirit is how you evoke it. And how do you do that is by sharing some of your personal experiences because people might realize, oh my God, I had an experience like that too. Oh, that's what that thing was. And then the moment they start to acknowledge it exists in their life, then they will see it more. Because now their attention's going on it. So wherever your attention goes, energy flows. So if you're allowing energy to flow to one area of your life, the energy is going to get bigger. It's going to expand. It's going to highlight that area of your life. Mm. It's like, I think of us like a flashlight and wherever my flashlight is, whatever it's shining on is being highlighted or illuminated. Mm. So if you're starting to put your flashlight on how you experience spirit or a source or God working in your life, then that's what you're going to see. You're going to start to notice it. And then that strengthens your belief in it. Mm. And then the more you believe in something, then you start to act from belief. Mm. You act, you start acting from what you believe in. So it's actually bringing your belief back to, to your superpower inside your spirit. One thing I've noticed in my experience of some of the people here in Australia is that I really appreciate this is that when I see strangers talk to each other, Anyway, the strangers I've seen talk to each other. Everybody feels like they're a community here. It's just really beautiful. Like I think even just looking at a store clerk in her eyes, you know, and just saying, how are Mm. you doing today? And just Mm. letting yourself connect and be intimate in that way for a moment Mm. um, can be quite healing and make people feel safe to have the experience of spirit. Mm. I think there's a, there's a, there is a, something to be said for, for safety. Mm. But I also too, you know, there's also the idea that people won't have those experiences of spirit until they're ready. And you can't control when that happens or not. Yeah. Just trusting in divine timing, but um, spirit will get through to you the more that you put attention on spirit mm. Mm. and you'll experience, you'll hear it more if you put attention on it. Mm. It will come through in your darkest moments too. When our thoughts get negative or we feel really down and we go into lower vibrations mm. and I witnessed that happen to me when I'm tired, when I'm depleted, yeah. when I'm drained. Yeah. If you just watch your mind, 
it will just take you down to like major funky town. It's like all the way down there and you're there. And I saw this happen the other day and I just went, how did we just go from like zero to 60 into like the depths of hell, like mental hell? It was crazy. I was like, and it was cool because I had the awareness to watch it. I haven't had that awareness really before. Like I would get lost in the drama and go with it and then I'd be down there. But instead I just was like, Whoa, 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 wait, 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 but we were just so happy like five minutes ago. Yeah. So it's just really crazy. But I, I watched and mostly it was because I was tired and my physical body was not being taken care of. And I didn't, I keep forgetting how important it is to take care of your physical body to keep your mood well and good mm. and high. Part of my journey was, uh, this is a story I wanted to share. I had a moment where in my darkest moment, my darkest hour, right? We've all had one of those darkest moments, darkest hours. I had a darkest moment where I was like, I think I was thinking about taking my life. And I've never really thought about doing that. I didn't, I don't, even in the moment, I was like, I probably won't really do this, but it felt really real in the moment. Like I'm going to really consider it. This is really going to happen. And I was sitting at my kitchen table. I had just come back from a funeral from a boy who was a friend of mine, his brother um, from grade school. And he was 17 and uh, he was so young. And I remember going to the funeral and not, it was actually one of the first times I went to a funeral and really could sense that the spirit wasn't there anymore. It was just like a body, you know, there's his body there, but I, so I was kind of numbed out to the whole Mm. experience and I was in a really low place and I came back and I was sitting at the kitchen table and my mom was putting away uh, dishes in the, in the dishwasher. And I just sat there and I was thinking about all the stress my situation was causing everybody around me that I, I perceived it that way, that I was being, you know, burdensome to my family because I was going through a hard time and they really needed to help me and I needed a lot of help. And I sometimes felt like I was getting better and sometimes I didn't. And I just thought to myself, you know what? I think the answer is just to leave. And it actually in the moment felt like a really smart idea. Mm. I was like, this is brilliant. It wasn't like a self-loathing moment. I didn't feel sad for myself. I was like, "Solution." I came to the answer. Exactly. It felt like a total solution. And in that moment, I experienced something totally profound. I sat there and I was feeling this way. And then all of a sudden my consciousness split into another voice. And I, I saw another part of my awareness. It was like another voice went to the right side of my head and said, wow. I can't believe you're really thinking about doing this. I mean, this is kind of scary that you're thinking about doing this. So simultaneously, I'm feeling this is a great idea. And then I'm like, wow, I just have another voice that popped up in my head over here. This is really interesting. And then I had a third voice come and it felt like it was coming from the front of my head. And it said, well, I'm really glad you're experiencing what it feels like to want to take your life because maybe you'll be able to help other people who want to take their lives. And now you know what it feels like so you can relate to them. (laughs) I was like... Okay. So that was like another voice. It's like all of a sudden there is all these people showing up in my head. It was, but it was me. Then the third voice said, started thinking about how long people would miss me for. Cause I really wasn't getting that I would be missed. I wasn't feeling loved a lot of uh, mostly cause I wasn't loving myself. And so I couldn't even receive anybody else's mm, love. Yeah. It just wasn't happening. So I was like, oh, my parents will miss me for like a few months. <laughs> and like my friends will miss me for this amount of time. And so I was just calculating it out, like justifying, like this is actually a pretty good idea. And then I had the final voice that came through and it came in right through my heart. And it was very clear and it felt very deep. It felt like it came from a very deep place. And all it said was this, don't be stupid. And then I snapped out of it 
and it felt like it was God. Like that voice, it was like bright white light that said, don't be stupid. And I literally responded. All the other voices went away and I was like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's, that would be a stupid idea. And then I immediately realized what state I was in and I opened my mouth and I said, mom, I was like, I'm thinking about taking my life. And she paused for a moment Oh my God! because I was like, if I just speak it out loud, yeah, like it was yeah. this moment of That's like, awesome I like realized that this is not a good situation. And like, I don't really want to do this, but like really went there for a hot sec, open your mouth, Leanda and say, it was like, sp- just shot it at her. And she paused for a moment and she said something I would never advise parents to say, but it was exactly what I needed to hear because don't be stupid was exactly what I needed to hear. If God said, but Leanda, you're a beautiful angel on the planet earth and you're here to spread light and love to everybody here. I'd be like, F you, man. I feel like shit. I want to get out of here. <laughs> like no way it wouldn't have worked, but it got me cause I didn't want to be stupid. So it was like, yeah. don't be stupid. I was like, yeah, you're right. That would be a stupid idea. Yeah, I was like, that, was, Good. that was personal was to you. It to me. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I experienced the intuition doing. It's so yeah. personal to you. Yeah, it knows yeah. exactly what you yeah. need to stay on track. Yes. Whatever that means. And it's but amazing. You, but your mom said, th- my mom said, <laughs> she was like, <laughs> She just looked at me and she she said something along the lines of, you're not going to do that. <laughs> she like went back to like putting things away because I think two things were happening. One, she was being used too because the moment she said, you're not going to do that. She said, I'm not quoting her correctly, but that was the gist. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I know she's right. I'm not like, I'm not going to actually do that. Like that's not, re- I know that's not really my purpose here. I know that's not the way out of this. Like, yeah. so she also said exactly what I needed to hear. I wouldn't advise parents to say that, you know, I think just, she was also very tuned in and opening up to her spirituality even more and Mm. Um, but then we talked about it. She's like, why are you thinking that? And then she, we talked about it, but she said exactly what I needed to hear. Like those, those like 10 seconds were very important. It mm. was like, don't be stupid. You're not going to do that. I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm not. And literally I experienced God in that moment. Mm. I'll always remember that. Like this voice that just goes boom. And it just spoke to me and mm. it snapped me out of it. And that made me an even stronger believer that there is something in me. There's something that knows me. There's some force, there's some sort of some bigger, higher power, not better, but just grander and know so much more about this Mm. world and life that is such a mystery that is helping me out. Mm. And I'm not supposed to go like that. And that was profound. I remember just going, whoa. So you just had, yeah, I, I couldn't have even planned That's that so though. Beautiful. So it's fascinating. It's so powerful, isn't it? Like your experience of those words and that, that direct connection mm-hmm. is just, I can relate to it. You know, like I can, for me, it came in a physical form of my sister running over a sand dune at like 3am when I was looking, walking towards like a stormy ocean, when I was like in the height of my depression thinking this is probably the best idea. Just keep walking. And mm-hmm. it was just like, hellish night like thunder rain and it just felt like that the noise and the chaos in that ocean would swallow up and devour what needed to be devoured like you can't receive love Mm -hmm. like when you're that dark in and or completely consumed in your mind it's it's such a chemical rewiring that it's so hard to see Mm -hmm. light and you you can't experience love and people can give you the most amazing wisdom but it still won't hit you yeah and it's funny how for what felt like me and my little sister, like how would she know that I was there? It was, but I felt like it was a hand of God just coming, reaching mm. in down into the depths of hell and like tapping me on the shoulder. Wow. But you've had enough. 
yeah, it's just a powerful thing to have those experiences when you're that low to life. Like I feel like I consciously wanted to get burnt so I could feel like what it's like to be alive. Mm-hmm. I always played it safe being a Christian and then I was, I want to experience life and really understand what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And that requires, I had a sense that that would require getting burnt to know not to touch. But then went to the gates of hell. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> like take me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or wow. like not knowingly how yeah, brutal it would be. Do you feel like you took yourself there or do you feel like you kind of just fell there? Wow, what a great question. I'm getting the chills. <laughs> what comes to me as you ask that question is I feel like I was almost crying out for help. Like I can see how I, I don't know that I consciously walked that way. I don't think I consciously took myself there, but I feel like something in me did so that I would wake up. And because if I really look back on my journey, I feel like now I can look back on it today, sitting with you and say that my entire journey helped me believe in spirit. It actually helped me get to know who I really am. It's helping me wake me up to who I really am because I, I was being who I really was. I've always been pretty like, I feel like I've been authentic as I've known it in every stage of your life. Mm -hmm. And then you like look back on times and you're like, that wasn't, you know, now I feel totally different and you're changing as you go. But I feel like it was brilliant. If I look back on my whole journey, even the pain, the most painful parts, it's like brilliantly designed. <laughs> if you like look back it's... and you're like, wow, I mean, I could not have come up with that on my own. And it was so good that that happened. Not even good, but like, damn, like that whole everybody and how that fall and that whatever. And like, yeah. I wouldn't have learned this lesson or that lesson. And it's so smart and brilliant. And I do feel like though, I'm arriving at a place where I, I won't suffer as much moving forward because I do feel like I experience a lot of suffering mm. and I feel like we experience a lot of suffering, but I don't know how much we need suffering. Mm-hmm. I'm just questioning that at the moment. Like how much do you need to suffer? Challenge is different. Struggle is another thing, mm. but unnecessary suffering. Mm. I, I don't know if you need to put yourself through a suffering. And I feel like if I've ever suffered, it's been because of how I was perceiving something or yeah. I was in, in conflict with my truth. Like mm, yeah. inside I was fighting against myself. That's when I suffer when I'm fighting against myself. Yeah. I feel like I'm suffering, but I would never have known that what was, ha- that is what is happening. And I did read a book recently that mentioned that like when you are at odds with yourself, when you're suffering, it's probably a pretty good sign that you're at odds with yourself inside. Mm. And that's why people who write books, people who have podcasts, people who are sharing their stories are so needed mm. because I can see myself in them and be aware to what's happening inside of me. So I can either stop it or enhance mm. it or whatever. Mm. So I just feel like there's, yeah, my, my downfall was really brilliantly designed. And then the I moment I prayed, I really feel, yeah. I can't say enough about it, but I, if you, you know, you could probably do this just looking back on your journey, the moment you decided to get better, decided Mm. to help yourself. Really, Mm. it's like Mm. the side you do, the moment you decide to help yourself, Mm. I think that's when the things really change. 100%. Like when you're like, you know what? Yeah, I can make a difference here and I can change. And there are so many things to help yourself now these days, more than they were when I was at my lowest. So true. It's insane. There's so many things. So, and helping yourself doesn't mean you're doing it alone, which I try to do for a long time. Like I, a big part of my downfall was having an eating disorder and I just was quiet about it for three years. And so I suffered because Mm -hmm. I was like, 
hurting myself. I was harming myself. I was going against Leanda because mm. I was, I was feeling not good enough. I was feeling like I needed to be different. Um, I was trying to control, you know, and all the things. Mm. And then when I finally, the moment actually that I prayed helped me was the, the day I told somebody I, what, what I was doing. I told my uh, mother, I was like, mom, I have to let you know, I've been doing this thing for like three years. And I was afraid she was going to be mad at me and be like, I'm so disappointed or mad that you're doing this. But that couldn't have been further from the truth. She was like, oh my God, I had no idea. Let's get you help. Let's work it out. You know, let's figure this out. And then I just used my intuition and her intuition and her friend's intuitions to get me to where I needed to go along the way. All of a sudden the universe is like, great, Leanne is ready. Now we're going to teach her that we exist. We're going to teach her that the universe is a real thing. We're going to teach her that God's the real thing. We're going to help her understand the ways the universe work. And she's going to go on a long journey and, and, figure it out as she goes. So powerful. It's so cool. For, so for all of us, you know, that's yeah, how it goes. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> it's really cool. Man, I feel like you just decoded the existence of life. Like, <laughs> and that's why we're here. <laughs> I'm always finding out. But that's so powerful. And I feel like, so, thank you so much for yeah, being so you. vulnerable and laying your story bare for everyone to hear. And I feel like I've learned lots and just really feel like it's a privilege to be able to see each other. You know, mm. I can be able to see you and hear that and relate to your pain and, and your growth. And I loved just as well what you said then about how it's so brilliantly designed. Like I look back on that darkness and coming through that as the single greatest thing I've ever done. Like I can't think of anything Oof, in my life yeah. that I've, that is more powerful really than mm -hmm. that. And so in that sense, I wouldn't have, you'd never change a thing. I'll probably yeah, reduce the suffering yeah, period, really. <laughs> but that's, that's really interesting to even discern that, right? Look, nature wants you to wake up. Nature wants you to become aware of its magnificence and its beauty, but it takes sometimes for whatever reason, it takes coming to the bottom of yourself to be able to grow out mm -hmm. and God, it's a beautiful, wonderful life, but it's, it, it can also be, <laughs> it can also be a really tricky hard. little bastard. <laughs> be really hard <laughs> like it's so wild just living just it's just wild just living living yeah. life you know when you have time it's funny when you have like an interesting schedule and you have time to feel everything like almost every day I experience at least like what feels like 50 emotions like I'll cry at least once maybe twice <laughs> I'll laugh I'll be worried I'll be cons you know it's like I go through all of it in a day and I'm just like this I just lived a lifetime today in like 24 hours <laughs> I'm feeling that I'm like exhausted <laughs> and I need to sleep and so it's just wild so it's, it's and that's uh, just thinking about someone else's emotions, not even your own. You're just watching like totally, yeah. some telly show. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, that's a whole other conversation about watching news and watching all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, stay yeah. away. No, stay away. Stay away. <laughs> um, but thank you so thank much. Thank you so yeah. much. I am so. I feel so honored and grateful. You're amazing. <laughs> and I just felt it was so nice to be here. I feel so um, open and free and and very accepted. And I honor the work you're doing. I think Thank it's you. really important. Thank you. Likewise. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>